0: Welcome to The Comeback, I'm your host, Kyle Michael Miller. During this episode, we're talking with Joyce McCain, who considers breast cancer a blessing in disguise after a unique type of radiation uncovered another hidden cancer. Joyce's Cleveland Clinic radiation oncologist, Dr. Shirag Shah, will join us as well. But first, here's Joyce in her own words. My name is Joyce McCain.
1: I'm 65 years old and originally from Flint, Michigan. In the spring of 2018, I was diagnosed with early stage breast cancer. Before the surgery, I decided to have a special type of radiation. It was designed to protect my heart as well as treat the cancer. During preparation for the radiation, doctors noticed a spot on my kidney. Before the radiation, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer as well. It was so unexpected. I had my kidney removed and then continued radiation for breast cancer. I'm done with the treatment and I am currently cancer free and can't wait to get back out on the golf course.
0: Joyce, Dr. Shaw, thank you guys so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, Joyce, you have had quite an eventful year, probably not exactly what you were expecting. How are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling great today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Joyce, at the beginning of the year, you had a mammogram and you found out that you had cancer in your left breast. What do you remember about that day when doctors told you the news?
1: The actual day I I was diagnosed, I just, um, I I just remember the words is that it is cancer um, and that you need to find a surgeon, you know, and uh, all I remember is the word cancer. Things start going through my head, start getting nervous. And then I said, you know, I told him, I said, you know what, I'm not claiming this. You know, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to let it get the best of me. And from that point on, I guess I've been praying and working and just trying to do the things that I'm supposed to do, you know, to get through this. And like I say, I've just been, I've just been truly blessed. With the people around me, my friends, my um, co workers, my church family, my physician, especially, you know, my primary physician, Dr. Shaw, my radio. I mean, I've just been blessed with good people, medical, you know, in my family and friends. It's just been. <sighs> I don't know. This this been a strength to me. I couldn't have made it without the, all of the support from everyone.
0: Dr. Shaw Joyce opted for a lumpectomy, and part of her treatment plan is radiation, which is where you come into play. But there's sort of a unique story about how you got connected to Joyce.
2: So I um, I obviously I, I breast cancer radiation college, is the main campus, and I, I specialize in heart sparing radiation. And uh, I got a call from my wife. My wife happens to be a family doctor um, at the Cleveland Clinic as well, and she happens to take care of Joyce. (laughs) And so Joyce came to see her, and and reasonably so, said, you know, they told me I need radiation, and I'm scared about radiation in my heart, which is the right thing to do. So for patients, that's what they should be asking. And, you know, she asked my wife if there's anyone she knew that might be able to help. She said, I think I know a guy, right? And she (laughs) said, I think I know a guy. Um, And so Joyce came down and and we talked and uh, we had a really good talk. And at the end of the day, I saw someone who was passionate about a lot of the things that she loves in her life and the people in her life. And so we were able to kind of talk about a plan that maximized her chance of taking care of this cancer, but also kept her doing all the things that are important to her and protecting, you know, her heart and lungs so that she could continue to do all of those activities um, moving forward. So talk
0: to me a little bit about heart sparing radiation treatment. Why do patients need it and how does it
2: work? Sure, so, you know, when we started giving radiation for breast cancer, frankly speaking, we didn't know about the risks to the heart, particularly when we had left breast cancers. And what we started learning, especially in the last 10 years, is that there were consequences when we used radiation in women on the left side, particularly because the heart sits right underneath the left breast and chest. And so there was data shown that the higher doses to the heart were likely associated with higher rates of heart problems. And so at that time, you know, I started the Cleveland Clinic and we started working on ways to protect the heart. And the simplest way is to use a patient's own body to help us. When a patient takes a breath in, their breast and chest lifts up. But the heart tends to stay exactly where it was. And with radiation, distance equals dose, meaning the further I can get two things apart, the less dose I can give to them. So what we have patients do, and what we had Joyce do, is we had her, at the time of the radiation planning CAT scan, breathe in. And at that point, we saw a separation. We measured that and calculated the dose to her heart. And then each day of treatment, we replicated that. So we've also created a structure. So how we plan things is how we deliver it every day. So heart sparing is only important if you can actually match what you plan. So we've developed that as part of our course of treatment as well.
0: Now, I know that you did a simulation for Mm -hmm. this a few times before actual treatment. And uh, Joyce, what do you remember about the simulation you guys did?
1: Well, I was a little nervous at first. You go into the simulation, you lay, then they... I'm tell you, as I described it to him, <laughs> one of my friends, I said, you know, it's just so strange, you know, because they go, your hands are up, your feet are tight, they put a thing on your, it's just like, what is going on, what are <laughs> they doing to me here? And then, then, you know, they started out and they say, okay, you know, hold your breath, see how long you can hold your breath. And so I wanna say they started at like about 18 seconds or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I did it, I said, okay, well, now can you go to 20? Well, can you make, you know, can you go to, and then by the time, you know, was through, we went up to 22 seconds. That was my match to 22 seconds. And so from there, every time I went, you know, and then they marked me, you know, they marked my body, you know, in certain areas to make sure that when I came back each time, I was in that exact position. And so, um, they did that, and then it was after that, the simulation where we had got everything in place, is where when I got through, they came and they said, uh, doctor wants to talk to you. You know, it's like, okay, thought we were going talk about golf or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, you know, I tell people that sometimes things happen for a reason, and. Um, as the director of the breast program, people often follow me um, in my clinic. And on the day of Joyce's scan, I had a radiologist with me, which doesn't normally happen. But I had a radiologist with me at the time of the simulation, which is also a CAT scan. And so th- we were doing the CAT scan. And one of the technicians asked me, Dr. Shaw, what do you think about that? And I'm looking and I said that, you know, this kidney doesn't look right. Mm. And the radiologist is like, Dr. Shaw, that kidney doesn't look right. I agree with you. So you had three people looking at this and saying the kidney doesn't look right. And Joyce has already been through a lot with the surgery and everything else. And, you know, I said, I don't, you know, I think we have to talk to her about this today. And, you know, we don't, we don't delay on anything. And so we, t- I talked to her and that same day, about 20 minutes later, she was in another CAT scanner, getting a specialized dedicated scan to look mm-hmm. at her kidney. Um, and that led to the next step of her journey. Uh, before yeah. and we stopped radiation planning at that time and we led her to the next step of her journey
1: Yeah, he well, helped me he helped me with that too, so you know, like when I went in he says, you know, Joyce He says I'm not done. He says I'm gonna be straight with you. He says, you know We saw something and he explained to me, you know, what he saw and everything He says I want you to go in he said we're gonna get you set up with a full, You know a cat scan mm-hmm. so we did that and then he called me I'm gonna say probably about an hour, hour and a half yeah. later, and he told me he said, It is cancer, and he says it's larger than what we had thought it was. And so he says, But you go on, I always remember this. He said, You go on until your your cause the next morning I was leaving going on a golf trip. Yeah. <laughs> he says, You go on, on your golf trip. He said, We're gonna get he says, I'll make sure everything is set up. And he I mean, he pretty much, you know, like I said, he was support. He um recommended a urologist for me and um um I just can't I, I just can't tell you how grateful I am to everybody, you know, to set up and because I knew I, I I could have a clue as to who to call, what to do. And it just seemed like everything just fell in place pretty much. You know, I prayed, my you know, my friends, you know, I was when I got home that day from him, you know, I was I was pretty upset. It was scary, and you know, I put on this big oh yeah yeah yeah. You know, come on, we going, we going, we going. You know, and you know, they're all looking at me like, you know, like Joyce, you sure you want to go? You sure you want to do this? Yes, we're going to do this. We've planned it. They had came near, had some people from an Indy and from Michigan, and we're at my house. We're going to spend the night there. And matter of fact, actually, when he called, we were out to dinner, and um, I walked out the restaurant and. You know i came back in and it's like everything okay and i said it's all gonna be okay <laughs>
0: that's right it's gonna be okay how do you wrestle with a, a double cancer diagnosis i mean that that that's a lot to take on and
1: it it is a lot and like i like i say you know i pray a lot and i just i just i i I keep faith and trust in the Lord that he was going to make everything, you know, make, make it right for me. Because it had to be him that stepped in to put all of this in place for me to begin with. You know, beginning with, you know, Dr. Shaw, his wife, beginning with her, for her, you know, to recommend and say, okay, this is where it go Because even when I first found out and um, I was like, oh, Lord, Mama, what am I going to do? Because before, you know, my mother, you know, she passed a couple years ago, and um, she had retired. She's 37 years as an operating room technician. So whenever, you know, something happened at home, you know, she knew all the doctors. She knew who to refer me to, you know. And, like, this is, okay, my first time, you know, because before now, I was never on any medication. I wasn't on anything. And I was like, okay, so what do you do? What do you do? And I, you know, and I was like, and when, when they told me I needed a surgeon and I called to make the point, you know, I says, they said, well, you got to make a surgeon. I said, you know what? I says, I don't know who to pick. And this is what I told lady on the phone. I said, you recommend me to who you would recommend your mama to.
0: <laughs> that's what it's a good, I told her. That's a good thing to
1: say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the right thing to say. And
1: that's what I told her. And so she recommended Dr. Pratt. And um, when I told Dr. Shah who she had recommended, she was okay with her. And so that's who I went to, Dr. Pratt. And I was, I mean my the whole journey through all of this, I think everybody that hit my path were so seemed like to me, they were so concerned, and they were so I mean, all of that makes it a lot easier to take.
0: Dr. Shaw, is kidney cancer related to breast cancer at all?
2: No, so these are completely unrelated cancers, unexpected, um, and really, very fortuitous the cat scan caught up because there was no reason to test her for kidney function she was having no symptoms yeah. no you felt pain great.
1: i felt fine like i said i was getting ready to go on a
0: golf yep. right. <laughs> vacation um, yeah.
2: so it was completely fortuitous and you know to joyce's point um one of the reasons i do what i do as an oncologist and i think what we all do as oncologists is we treat people as if how we want our families treated so you know Joyce talks about how she feels grateful for that, but, you know, I try to tell her and everyone else that that's what I'm supposed to do, is every day I treat people, and I think we all do, how we'd want our mothers treated, right? You treat people as if you want your mother treated that way, and if, if I had to tell my mom that news, I'd be asking when the next day she'd see the surgeon is. And so that's what we did. I got her to the surgeon, who I thought would take a great care of her, and we got her an ASAP, and I think you were in the operating room within, like, less than 10 days. Yeah. It was uh, that's quick.
1: quick. It was pretty quick.
2: So that's how we would want our family treated, and that's how mm-hmm. I wanted Joyce treated. Yep.
0: Joyce, it's almost like your steps were ordered. Each step was ordered for you to move into the next thing that you needed to be mm-hmm. treated for, you needed to go through to get uh, you healthy.
1: You just said it, order my steps in the Lord, you know,
0: <laughs> spiritual. How do you stay so positive? Because even throughout your entire journey, you really just... We're focused on healing and focused on getting better. Where does that positivity come from?
1: It may come from my upbringing, you know, as far as being positive. The things that have happened in my life, you know, because I, I guess one thing that we were always taught is that when you're looking forward, you can always find something wrong. But you should always try to concentrate on the things, the positive parts of your life and concentrate on that and try to grow forward. And I guess through that and with prayer and just trusting in the Lord, um, it keeps me me positive. I don't like to be negative because it seems like when you have negative energy around you, negative things happen
0: to you. It's you almost know, like it attracts.
1: Yeah, and the more the more positive you are, the more positive people you draw to you, mm-hmm. the more positive energy there is. You know, and I, I guess this just has. I, I, I'm going to say that it has all to do with um, my upbringing, things that have happened in my life, experiences that I've gone through, that I've seen. You know, when I've been negative, not saying that I've always been a positive person, that you know, you can feel it in those things. And then you start being positive, you know, and lifting yourself up, good things happen.
0: Yeah. Dr. Shaw probably makes it a little bit easier to treat patients who are positive and who are, you know, believing that the best is yet to come.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, it also validates what you do, right? Is for me with Joyce, the conversation was always, you know, what are we looking forward to? What is the next step? It wasn't, what am I going through now? It's this is what we're going for, right? Mm-hmm. To play golf next season, mm-hmm. <laughs> to start dancing, to spend yeah. time <laughs> with family. And that's, to me, that's the most rewarding thing and what I do is, is seeing that and talking to Joyce even now about what she's planning to do because for me, the whole purpose of treatment is to get her doing what she's supposed to do. And she was always forward-looking. Um, and that as a physician, is it's highly rewarding and it's also, it's very it's, it makes, creates for a relationship like her and I have now. Um, And uh, obviously everything so far has gone wonderful and we're we're lucky for that. And I look forward to hearing all about Joyce's adventures. And she's even going dancing this weekend.
1: Yes, I am. I'm going dancing and dating this weekend, Yeah.
0: yeah. Joyce, have you ever played a game called Go Fish? Yes. We're going to do a little version of that here. We have a fishbowl in studio, Mm -hmm. and so there are three questions in there. So if you want to open up the top of the fishbowl, you can dig in there, pull out the question, read it, and then give us your answer.
1: Okay. What advice do you have for others? Well, the one thing I say is um, the number one advice is to listen to your body and to follow up with, um, as far as um, medical is concerned, is to go and take your yearly, especially women, go take your yearly mammograms, Mm. because that was one thing that um, I almost messed up on, because I took my mammogram, and when they sent me the letter and told me I needed to come back, because they needed to, it wasn't clear the density, you know, I didn't go back right away, and then, Dr. Shaw left me a message and told me, Joyce, you need to go do that follow-up. And um, first I was like, huh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I don't have time, I'll make time. And so finally I did it. And probably had it not been even for her following up with me and making me, you know, saying, you need to go for that, I probably, I'm, I probably would have waited till my next year To go for my regular because I I was I always did my yearlies. I just think that they should uh, make sure they go do their mammograms and listen to their bodies and especially too because like when when they found my kidney cancer and you know Dr. Shaw asked me he says you don't have any pain and I'm like I don't feel any pain but now sometimes when I think back I think I probably had a little you know, that I probably thought was, you know, come with nothing. old age, you know, yeah. you know, arthritis is that, but I, you know, but you just have to listen to your body and follow up with everything. That's my suggestion is to follow up. Uh, is to follow up.
0: All right, I'm gonna have you dig in two more times, pull out the second question.
1: Mm. What's one thing you cherish now? I cherish life. My family, my friends, I cherish life as a whole. Life, quality of life.
0: Now, what's your favorite thing to do with your family and friends?
1: Oh, I just, I just, I just love what, when we get together, we, we talk, we eat. I love to cook for my family. Uh-huh. We do a lot of eating. I love just listening to my brothers when they get together. I have four brothers.
0: Uh-oh. And I always
1: I always tell everybody I have four brothers. You get the four of them together and it can be I don't care what the subject is, they're going to find four different sides to that <laughs> oh, <yeah>. one subject. <laughs> and I just I just like sitting listening to them and you know, it's just um I just love, you know, just being with family, friends and I just I just love it. I just love it. I love being with my son and um I, I just love life, all, all, all aspects of life. I do, I love life. And I, and I love, I truly love the quality of life that I have now that I can go out and I can do the things and enjoy the things that I've been enjoying for these years, yeah. that, I, that I'm still able to do it. Yeah. yeah. And plan on doing it
0: for years to come. That's right. One more question before we close for today.
1: What song helped you through? My mother, when she was living, she was in the choir, and the one song she always sung, and I listen to it, I, I can hear her singing it all the time, is I Am Climbing, Jacob's Ladder. That's That song, I mean, it just, is. I am, I can't sing, so I'm not gonna mess with it. <laughs> it. <laughs> we won't ask you to do it. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I just hear her, you know, I am climbing, and you know, you have to keep climbing and climbing. You know we are all soldiers of the lord
0: yeah yes dr shaw do you have any
2: final thoughts
0: before we close today
2: you know i think Joyce said it best i mean she's always had faith and she's also always trusted us which you know is humbling when someone trusts you with the things that are most important and keeping her with the people that she's most important to be with so um what i would say is thank you to joyce thank you for challenging me to do better every day (laughs) and for being such a wonderful patient.
0: Joyce, Dr. Shaw, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today, and thank you everybody for listening. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website, clevelandclinic.org backslash podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play.